0: Awesome. Well, I'm not going to, I don't want to uh, share a, a message, a little bit of a, an exegesis, I guess, of, of something. Um, and then we're going to pray. We're going to just spend a little bit of time praying. Uh, I really... we. You know, if you're, I'm speaking to, I think the Glory City family right now. If you've been with us for the last four weeks, God's doing something really uh, special in our in our midst. There's been a uh, a sense of His presence walking in the room, almost to the point of uh, last Sunday. um, I we we had a meeting after the the service, and uh, I was talking to one of our elders, and, and and we just, I just stopped. As I was talking to her, talking about Jesus and the presence of God was so tangible and so real. We were at Kimbo's house and it was just, he's doing something and he's making us, manifesting his presence and making us aware of of him in the room, in and amongst our lives. Obviously, we know he's always with us and he never leaves us. But there's something, you know, it says the Bible says the spirit of the Lord is upon us in Isaiah 61. And I love that story. And I was going to share on that this week uh, anyway, but I, I feel to just divert a tiny bit. But, I, you know, 400 years, there'd been no activity of God from, uh, you know, the end of the really the end of the, the Old Testament to when Jesus rocks up on the scene that it's around 400 years and there's no activity and all of a sudden this man walks into the temple in Mark 6 and it says the grace they marveled at the grace-filled words that came out of his mouth and something was different something shifted in the atmosphere in that moment when Jesus walks in and reads from Isaiah 61 and he reads the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to heal the sick to bind up the brokenhearted to set prisoners free to give recovery of sight to the blind and then it says, they, they went into unbelief because of familiarity. They went, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this Mary's son? Don't we know this guy? And, and I just I, I want to propose that sometimes familiarity, even in Christianity, can breed a sense of unbelief and, and can breed a sense of like, hey, this we we know this, we, we know Jesus and we know all the things and I've been to Bible college and I know this and I know that. And what it actually does is it shuts down the intimacy of being aware of his presence. And, you know, God, he's not a, um, <laughs> he doesn't always do things the same way. And we can read through history. Uh, he, this is how God moves or this is how he wants to move. Uh, but he doesn't. He sometimes moves in a different way, and so we have to be aware of his presence, and we have to be aware of, of him. And I've been going through this this process of, you know, Mark eleven eleven. Jesus came into the temple. He took he took a inventory of the temple, and he left. And then the next verses is, is he flips the tables and creates the whip. And uh, it says that he wanted his house to be not a den of robbers, but a house of prayer. And I want to read Isaiah 2 for us this morning because I think as believers, we have, we're in a season right now, and I'm, if you're joining us and you're, you're, not, you're watching online and you're not a part of Glory City, I, you're welcome to... <laughs> Take this for you as well but I'm talking really specifically to our, our, our home church this morning of God's doing something here where us being a house of prayer of being in communion with God and being aware of his presence like in Mark 6 I don't want Jesus to walk in the room and read from Isaiah 61 and us go into content or go into you know Um, Oh, we're so familiar with with who Jesus is that we don't become aware of his presence and, and that we create an atmosphere and a place of a house of prayer for him to come and rest, for him to make his home, for him to actually come and dwell and live and move and have his being. And I want us to pray prayers of from heaven towards earth, not from earth towards heaven, because so often we're praying prayers from earth of like pleading with God, whereas in Ephesians 1, I think, one twenty, I think it is, it says that he's given us all authority uh, in heaven and on earth. Actually, let's just read it, Ephesians 1. Um, It says, Far above all all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church. So he gave that authority to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So he gave us all rule and all authority and power above every name that is named under the name of Jesus. It's, we don't just pray in Jesus' name as a cute little Christian phrase. It's like I'm actually coming in with the authority and the name and the power that is above every other name on planet earth and it says in this age which is talking literally about the age that paul's in and then it says and the one to come Uh, and so it's actually talking about and the one that like beyond this as well and uh and so you know ephesians 1 3 says blessed be god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places so we have to learn to take up our authority as, as believers and pray from a place of authority from a place of um, heaven towards earth. And you know we've, we're in this lockdown five days. let's believe that it's only five days. Um, but as soon as it was announced, you could you could tangibly feel the anxiety and things start to rise in people. I had probably six or seven phone calls within an hour of, um, you know, what's going on? Oh, gosh, I'm frustrated. And, and you know, all the, all the stuff which is totally uh, normal and, and, you know, normal responses and, and whatever. And so I, I feel like it really has amplified in me of like, we need to pray from a place of victory for, uh, for our different areas of society. And so that's just what we're going to do. We're going to take a, I'm going to read uh, Isaiah uh, 2 and share one story of a guy called Lauren Cunningham. Lauren Cunningham was the founder of uh, Youth With A Mission or YWAM. And he had a dream, uh, and I always forget the other guy that had the dream's name, but they, two of these guys, generals in the faith, had the dream, had a, the same dream on the same night. They came together and they discussed their dream and they realised it was the same dream. And it was around this verse. And it was about what some people call seven mountains or seven spheres of influence. It's not Mount Kosciuszko, Mount, Mount Bulla, Mount Hotham. It's not, <laughs> it's not the different mountains in Australia. But it's, it's literally that things that encompass uh, our culture and our life and so the seven spheres or seven mountains of influence they're these they're education family businesses or economy um, arts government religion and media okay so those are the seven uh, areas that pretty much our society and our culture is made up of and they had this dream that uh and it says this in Isaiah 2, and this is, we'll read it, verse one, uh, verse 2. It says, it, pa- uh, uh, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be lifted up above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, Let us walk in the light of the Lord. So, an amazing passage passage of scripture, of uh, I believe a prophetic decree. There's a, there's a, some actual things that in here I think have have happened, and and uh, biblical biblically we can explain them. But prophetically, I think as well, this is a picture because it says. Uh, the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of mountains. Now, people, when I've shared this, people are saying, "Oh, you saying that, that the church is going to rise up and rule over all the world? It, it, no, no, the church, God's kingdom is here to serve humanity. Jesus said, I haven't come to judge the world, but to save it. Um, and so we're, we're not here to rule over and dominate in that sense. But um, Jesus said, it's better for me to go. And when I go, The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And I I, I don't have time to unpack this, but Jesus said, my kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, one that will not perish, one that will not fade away. And he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He didn't say go and make disciples in all nations. He said, go and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything that I've commanded you to to do. And so I'd like to propose that Jesus' commission of the kingdom advancing. And he says in, I think it's Matthew 16, he says that the the kingdom of God advances and and that we violently take it by force. And we violently take the kingdom of God by force. And I don't think it's through a military takeover through swords and spears. I don't think it's through the 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 weapons of this world and the ways of war of this world, and obviously this is written in a time where swords and spears were the, you know, the means of of warfare. Here he says those swords shall be turned into pruning, swords shall be turned into ploughshares and spears into pruning hooks. So they go from weapons to farming to agriculture, to actually planting crops and reaping the harvest, and actually planting vegetation and taking these, these this thing up, because that's the way that he designed, go forth, be fruitful and multiply. And I think we're in a time right now where we need to be praying from a place of authority for our government, for our businesses, for our families, for our education system, for our you know our arts for our media all of these things we need to be praying from a place of victory not out of a place of trying to beg god or you know plead with god we need to take up our rightful seat in heavenly places and pray that the mountain of the house of the lord will be established and many people shall come and say let us go up to the mountain of the house of the Lord of God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, that God would teach us his ways and that his name will be established as the name above all names in which every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. And, and so I, I, really, I really want to pray for, for these and we're just going to take some time and pray for each one um, because I, I believe... The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not, our fight isn't against flesh and blood. Our fight is against principalities and powers in heavenly places. There is a devil. He's real. He's small, but he's real. Right? And he's, I call him the Wizard of Oz. He's a little man behind the curtain putting on a big show. (laughs) Right? Trying to get us to think that there's something incredibly challenging going on, and, and, and it is. It is. No, I'm, not, I'm not belittling the situation, but, I, but what I am saying is we serve a much larger God. The devil and God aren't the opposites. The devil, is Lucifer, is the opposite of Gabriel and Michael. He's not the opposite of God. And, and Jesus said, I want a house of prayer. And we, we have to be aware of his spirit upon us right now to set the captives free, to release prisoners, to give recovery of sight to blind. And, uh, you know, another, an, if a teaching for another time, but there is a difference between a captive and a prisoner. You know, a, a, there is a captive and a prisoner and Jesus came to set both of those free, both the captive and the prisoner. And he came to set people free. And we, as ambassadors of heralds of righteousness, we get to take up authority and stand in the gap, so to speak, for our nation, for our, our, our people, our state. And we say, on my watch that I'm here, I'm going to pray that the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as chief of the mountains, that no longer will we learn and train for war. I mean, I love that. Neither shall they learn war anymore. Imagine just, imagine, just think about that for a second and go, imagine the world that if, if, if we start to pray from a place of authority and actually take up the authority that Jesus has given us of go and make disciples of all nations, go and preach the gospel to, to the entire world, that the kingdoms of our, uh, in this world would become the kingdoms of our God. So I want to just take a few minutes uh, on each um, on each of these uh, seven spheres and just pray. And so if you are watching and you're in these spheres and that's where you feel a calling, uh, you know, it might be business, you might be like, hey, I'm, I'm called to the business realm or I'm called to the education realm or I'm called to government or whatever it is. I want to pray for you. I want to bless you. I want to send the word right now out to you that that you would uh, just prosper and be an influence, be salt light and leaven in those areas and in that in that region and pray for our nation and our state and in our areas of those that they would they would succeed and you know we we as a team pray often that our, the churches in our region would just be blessed that they would prosper that they would be um you know just the, the leaders of that church would be in good health and all those things and it's it's we just need we need an awareness of prayer of being a house of prayer right now and so yeah, let's do that. So we're going to pray for education first. Firstly, this is no specific order. They're just how they're written down on my notes. Um, and so, yeah, any, any children watching right now, any teachers um, and you guys in the room, if you guys want to pray, we'll just pray, just spend a couple of minutes. So, oh, Father, we lift, we lift up our educators to you. We lift up the people that you've given um, the mantle of a teacher that you to teach uh, our children in the things of, of um, arts and science and maths and English and uh, self-esteem and, <clears throat> you know, they get so much time with these kids. Uh, they get, you know, probably more time than sometimes the parents and sometimes they are parents. They step into a role of a mom or a dad or a, a leader in a child's life from the age of, you know, three upwards of, to up to 25, 26 and beyond uh, in the universities and the education system. And and God, I pray for revelation in our education system that it wouldn't just be about knowledge from a human perspective, but it would be about the individual as a child, that they would thrive in a healthy self-esteem, that they would thrive in a, a healthy awareness of who they are and their identity as a human being, and that they are far more than their... Than their um, their ATA results or their, I don't even know what it's called now. Is that what it's called? Weeks, ATA, ENTA. You've got kids in high. Probably. (laughs) HSCs, is that what it used to be called? Anyway, so that they are far more than their year 12 results, that they are far more than a university degree, they are far more than than what they achieve as a job, that they are a human being before they're a human doing. And then there'd be an awakening in our children's lives of... Um, yes, these things are important and they're good and, and it's a privilege that we get to have uh, such a great opportunity to learn and, and renew our mind and strengthen and grow in understanding of how the world was created and who created it and how the science works and how maths works and English and arts and all the subjects and economy and how we can um, you know, be good stewards of our finances. We can learn all those things. But most of all, I pray for, that there'd be a, 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 a solidness in our kids' hearts, that they are loved by God, that they are adored, that they are in a, in a community in the school of health, that they would learn to think critically. And I pray for our teachers for the same thing, that they would not they're not a, they're not a teacher first and foremost, they're a child of God. <laughs> and uh, that they would have peace of mind, peace of heart. Now, you would bless them. Give them innovative ideas, innovative ideas from heaven that they, of how to, um, how to bring revelation to the education system. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, well, the next one, we're going to pray for our families. So we're going to pray for just all the different dynamic families that are, that are out there and... Um, and that you know some have you know a mum and a dad, uh, some just have a single parent, and uh, some have you know split parents. You know live with mum one week and dad the other week, and others are adopted, and others are in you know they they don't see their their parents. And there's all different dynamics of family. Um, you know Psalm 68 says I think it's Psalm 68 says that you know God is the father to the fatherless, and um, and so he is a, he is an ultimate father that just. This loves us unconditionally. And so, yeah, Father, I just thank you for our families right now. I I thank you where there's been hurt or wounded families that there'd be reconciliation. We pray for an incredible movement of reconciliation in and amongst families. God, I pray where there's been broken lineages of of um, you know of just brokenness and abuse and neglect and uh, crazy things that have happened in family lines, I pray that would stop and cease at the, at, at the, at the, at the very right now of that, that child or that individual that makes a decision to say, this ends with me today. That from this point on, me and my household are going to serve the Lord. Yeah. That from this time on, there's going to be a lineage upon lineage of blessing and increase because they choose to make a stand uh, for God. And those families maybe that don't know God or that don't know the, the absolute deep love of a father that loves you unconditionally, I pray there'd be an encounter right now of his unconditional love of a father that loves you. He's not, he's not the Godfather, he's the good father. And he's, he's so, he so loves you and he so wants you back into a family that he called himself Father, the eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And he, yes, he's God. Yes, he's a judge, but he's first and foremost a father. And so I just pray for our families. I pray for our mums and our dads and our spiritual mums and dads. And I pray that they would um, uh, just be peace of mind right now in this season. All anxiety and, and fear and, and depression would just leave. Performance uh, parenting would go. <laughs> Instagram parenting would be just gone in Jesus' name. <laughs> and there'd be a real, a real rawness of, of... And I just want to say to mums and dads, you guys are doing a great job. It's a tough gig. And, you know, uh, just, you're doing a great job. You, you Sometimes it's the best you know how. And uh, I just want to encourage you, you're not alone, to call on individuals to, you know, um, to encourage each other daily, to champion each other. And when you get things wrong, to apologise. You know, we often, um, with our kids, when we, when we get it wrong, we ask for their forgiveness. <laughs> we say, hey... Can you do forgive us? And they're yes, of course, you know? <laughs> because we're learning, we're growing, we're navigating this as a family and we're learning how to do it. And, and we don't always do it right, um, but we, we wanna we want to grow in that and learn that. So I just pray blessing on you guys. I pray blessing on your um, intimacy with each other uh, as married couples, that, that uh, you guys would be an example to the world of what it looks like to have a marriage of a husband and a wife, as a hus- like Jesus and the bride, that's a perfect picture of humanity. Yeah, may and may you just be fruitful and multiply with children. Amen. <laughs> All right, businesses. Businesses have taken a huge hit this weekend. I was just telling these guys, you know, I think ninety. $96 million, I think, is something that the government said would be have lost this weekend with especially the wedding industry, the florist industry, the uh, gifts industry, hospitality. And so, yeah, I just, um, you know, I, I've heard of stories where $30 million of debt have been wiped out in a single day, uh, where people's uh, incredible amount of debt that they have have, uh, just generosity of people that people have said, hey, I just feel to bless you in this moment. And, um, you know, and so uh, I, I just pray that. I pray right now for our, our businesses that there'd be a testimony of your kindness, God, of your goodness over our nation right now, over, our, um, over Victoria, over Melbourne, that our businesses would not suffer, that we stand in the gap, and we say right now our businesses, our local produce, our local cafes, our local, uh, you know, the, the sole traders, the people who are, who, are, who are trying to make a living off their back and those that work for big companies and small companies right now, that, that they would have innovative ideas of ways to uh, prosper and be in good health, that they would be, they're providing for their families, they're providing for other families, that you would give them peace of mind right now. Peace of mind in the midst of uncertainty and un- unknowingness. That uh, even if they've lost everything in this, over this weekend or over this pandemic, God, that you, they, would, they would not lose hope. That hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire realized is a tree of life. That there would be a desire realized in them that there's hope. That there's the anticipation of something good happening in their life and yeah god we just we just pray peace right now over our businesses peace over the over their, the area the region right now over depression over anxiety over worry that they would not uh, they would not go into despair yeah In jesus name amen all right arts god we pray for our artistic Communities, we pray that our dancers, our worshippers, our singers, our—I'm uh, going to miss ones here—our creatives, all the creatives, the sports, the um, painters, the media, the, the you know, film, the cameramen, the camera people that do weddings, the photographers, the just the creative minds. That how important and valuable that is. It's not lesser. It's not any of those things. It's so, so, so valuable. It creates a richness and it creates an expression of, of who we are as a culture. And I just pray for them right now. I pray for that industry and I pray for the imagination of the mind to just be enhanced right now in Jesus' name. That there'd be great songs written, great paintings painted, great artistic expressions released, great dances would come out of, out of this. God, there'd be a rise, a, a, a revolution of art, uh, artistic expression. Innovators, God. Entrepreneurs, in Jesus' name. All right, government. We just pray right now, you know, uh, there's a verse in, I think it's in Philippians, it talks about, you know, you pray for your leaders that we may live a quiet and peaceful life so that all may be saved. (laughs) It's a powerful verse. And, um, you know, Jesus made this statement. I'm I'm just taking a little bit of time on this one. But Jesus made this statement. He said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God's what is God's. maybe another time we'll uh, I'll do a teaching on on some of that stuff um, but I, I think there are things sometimes in our life where you know if the government's asking us to kill people or um, you know say we can't preach the gospel or something to that effect then you know acts 4 uh, Peter and 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 John or Peter and James were thrown in prison and they said you know you we've we're telling you basically you can't do this. And they came out and says, well, we're going with God's authority over your authority (laughs) and on this one. And then there are things in uh, government and policies and things that I think sometimes as Christians we can get up in arms about and they can be frustrating, they can be annoying, and they can be irritating. But I don't know if there's sometimes things that we... Uh, we can, as Christians, we can actually say, you know what, I'm just going to give to Caesar what is Caesar's right now, and I'm going to give to God's what is God's. And, you know, wearing a mask, I'll use that as an example. Um, Wearing a mask, you know, it's annoying. It's frustrating. It's irritating. It's all of those things. Um, But the Bible, Jesus says, you know, take an extra tunic, go the extra mile, turn the other cheek. I think sometimes we can turn the other cheek, we can go the extra mile, we can put the cloak on the individual and we can, we can actually be above reproach and set an example um, to the rest of humanity. Uh, not always, that's not always the case. There are things in certain countries where I would, I would say, you know, the government's not always right. In, in, and even in Australia, just the, what they say doesn't mean they're right. They, they have certain laws and things that I, I personally don't agree with. Um, but there are certain things that I can actually go, you know what, I might not agree with that, but I can actually, I can actually show an example of Christ's love to humanity in this moment right now. And my opinion might not matter because his opinion is better than mine anyway. So anyway, that's just my two cents on, on the government for a, for a moment there. And, um, and that's Liam's personal opinion. That's not the <laughs> opinion of maybe everyone, but I, I think as Glory City... And I know um, as Glory City uh, as a network, um, that would be our stance. That would be the stance of of just we can we can give to Caesar what is Caesar's. We can give to God's what is God's. So I've got a hand. I see that hand. We bless Andrew and We bless. Yeah. We pray for them. We bless them. We encourage them. Doesn't mean we always agree. Um, but we. I, I pray that. He would encounter the radical love of Jesus and pray for all of that, all of them. So, Father, bless our government, bless the nation of Australia, bless our our leaders, um, bless the people. Um, even though we might not always agree, Father, that you are on the throne, and as you said in this in Ephesians, you are above every name, you are above every authority. You are above it all, God. And so we are asking right now that the kingdom best would happen in our nation. The kingdom's best would happen in our state. The kingdom's best would happen in our region and in our city. And that your kingdom would come, your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. But we pray, we pray for our leaders. We pray for who, uh, that they would, um, they would be at peace they would know your love. They would know you. Uh, and I pray for a revelation of your kindness, God, that our nation was built on, uh, you know, was, was, came out of Christian values and that that would prosper, that Christian values would be evident in our nation today. And, yeah, give them wisdom, God. Yeah, no one's been in this situation before. Give them, give them wisdom. Give them guidance. May there be the Daniels and the Josephs that can interpret the dreams and interpret the times. In Jesus' name, amen. Two more, the media and the religious system. So, God, we pray that the good news would get out there. (laughs) I pray that the good news would be out there. But I pray for our media. I pray for Kimbo and pray for our media guys and our cameramen and our, our people that report the news, God. I pray that there'd be authenticity. In that in that realm right now, that there'd be authenticity, there'd be accountability, there'd be vulnerability, God, that there'd be a a revolution in our news realm, in our media realm, in our in our um, in our movies, in our in our the way that in our TV and our screens, God, that we would there'd be purity and holiness and righteousness that would come out of out of our media and out of our that that stream that sphere of influence that that the gospel would be broadcast to the world yeah amen and i just pray for our churches right now i pray for our religious realm god those that don't know you that they would come give them a heart to know you that they weren't they're not a mistake they are not a um an accidental design out of a big bang. They are, have a creator that knit them together in their mother's womb and that, that they would know you. And I pray for the churches of Melbourne, of Victoria, of Australia, God, that there'd be unity in the churches. Pray for unity in our religious world that there'd be no more backyard fighting, but there'd be actual celebration, that, that, that the world would see that you are real because of the love that we have for one another. Yeah. That even in our differences, that, that differences isn't, doesn't equal unity. That even in our differences, we say we are one. We believe in the one God. We believe in the, in the Bible. We believe in the, in the resurrection of our Saviour, Jesus Christ and that our church, that the church across the road, down the road, in our regions, I pray, God, they would prosper. I pray their leaders would be just successful in their uh, marriages and with their kids. They would be not stressed out and burnt out, but they would just be in good health, and that their churches would thrive, that people would come to know you, Jesus, through these churches, that they are the hands and feet of you. And I pray for Glory City. I pray that there would be, that what you're doing here right now, you would increase it, Lord. Increase it. We just pray for more. We just want you, Jesus. We want to know you more. We want to know you in a deeper way. We need you to walk into the room, to walk into our families, to walk into our homes right now and take every thought captive to the obedience of you, God. And I pray that no longer would we, that thousands and thousands and thousands of people would stream to the mountain of the house of the Lord because you are the highest of all the mountains. You are the chief. You are the Lord of lords and Lord of all. And I pray that the kingdoms of this world would become the kingdoms of our God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I hope that blesses you. I hope that encourages you guys. Take some time as a family. Uh, there might have been something specific that you really felt to pray into, and uh, I'd encourage you to to uh, to do that and to just you know take a moment as a family to to pray into it, lean into what God's doing in in your family right now, and um, you know spend some time in worship. Listen to the worship again from Ben and Lee. It was just awesome. Spend some time in worship because the reality is um, we can't. You can't replicate this. You can't replicate church in the sense of a preach or a teaching, and you don't have amazing worship leaders like Ben and Lee and you know Sammy and Ange, and you, you can't replicate that. But what you can replicate Simon, yeah but what you can replicate is you can, in your home, you can encounter the presence of God. Absolutely. <laughs> you can- he's not like geographically bound to the four walls of a building. The first time the word church is ever mentioned in the Bible, as the word Bethel, Bethel, is the house of God, is one man, Jacob, lying on a rock. And he wakes up on the side of a mountain and he says, God is here. This is, not, this is the house of God. This is Bethel, Bethel. And so I love that picture because it's the angels of God descending and ascending, one man side of a mountain out in, out in the valley and God's there. And that's called the house of God. And so I just encourage you right now in the season that we're in, and we don't know, it, you know, hopefully Wednesday we're cranked open again and we're good to go, but right now as the Bride of Christ, um, and we've been going after this a lot, of, of we are the priesthood of all believers. The same Jesus that dwells in me is the same Jesus that dwells in Graham. Um, yes, I believe in leadership and I believe in God's you know, ordained people on, on the planet uh, in different um, leader, spheres of, of area in, to be you know leaders of churches and things like that. But the reality is they are there, those people are there to equip the saints so that they would thrive in their home, in their families, in their businesses, in the area of, of, uh, of, of whatever God's calling them to. And so that's the reason why, um, you know, Churches exist, is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So bless you, Father. We just thank you for our community. We thank you for our um, this tribe that we call Glory City, Melbourne. I thank you for people watching online right now. And I, I pray, I pray for our our your people, God. I pray for your people. I pray there would be any anxiety right now would we'll just go in Jesus' name. Any uh, worry would go in Jesus' name. That we'd lift our voices right now. We would take up our authority and we would violently take the kingdom of God by force. And we would pray bold prayers from heaven towards earth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. Hopefully see you in the flesh next week. Bye.